Welcome to this, um, excuse me, final episode of Come Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey for the Week. Uh, we'll talk about section 123 uh, in this episode. So again, March 1839, Liberty Jail. Um, the Lord, uh, Joseph and, and the Lord give the saints some direction as to how to seek some recourse for what's been happening to them. Uh, so they're in the beginning, they're commanded here to put together uh, history, documentation of all that had happened. Homes that had been burned, property that had been lost, lives, physical harm, put everything together. A council is formed to kind of help collect and, and gather this so that they can take it to, I mean, even uh, news organizations, they could take it to judges and to try to get some recourse. This is a continuation of something the Lord told them in section 101, uh, where he told them to seek recourse through every measure uh, available, uh, even up to the President of the United States. When Joseph is uh, released from prison, um, and by released I mean yeah, they actually uh, escape, but they're allowed to escape by some men who realize that they're being held for a ridiculous reason and that they're not guilty men. So that's kind of a cool story, but when he's done, he does end up getting and going to Washington, D.C., the, uh, the capital of the United States, and meeting with the then-president Martin Van Buren. And Martin Van Buren says, look, I think you're right. I think it's been unfair what's happened to you, but if I do anything, then I'll be again, like, I'll come up against the whole state of Missouri. Uh, you know, as a politician, he's worried about losing the vote. He's uh, also worried about states' rights. So some historical context here that I think is important for why what what's happening to the saints is even allowed to go on in, in Missouri and no one's doing anything about it. Um, so this is pre-Civil War in the United States, which means it's uh, before the 13th and 14th Amendments to the United States Constitution. That's important um, because uh, the... Uh, 13th Amendment, I could be wrong, I should probably look this up, but the 13th Amendment, I believe, uh, sets all the slaves free. There's no slavery, okay? What the 14th Amendment does, though, is is critical. It says, hey, these first 10 amendments, the Bill of Rights, the, the right of, the, of freedom of religion and trial and these things, those are things that are rights to every citizen of every state, that the government state governments cannot infringe upon those rights. Up to that point, until after the Civil War, it was up to the states. The state could do could infringe upon those rights. It was the federal government that could not infringe upon the states doing those things or this couldn't impose upon the states or impose upon a state state citizens as the federal government. Um, and as a matter of fact, for up until that point and up until... Uh, you know, at least through the mid-1800s, there were a, a couple of states that did have state religions that, the, that were the official state religion of, I want to say like Connecticut and Rhode Island maybe had one. But you, you read that now in 2021, you go and you read the First Amendment that says that Congress shall, you know, make no law respecting religion or whatever, right? It's, it's, that, it's that they wouldn't impose a religion as, as one of the main things of the First Amendment. But the states could do that, and they were doing that. So 
Joseph Smith goes to Martin Van Buren, and Martin Van Buren kind of says, look, not only am I a politician, he doesn't say this, but not, it's in essence, he says, not only am I a politician, I need the votes of Missourians, but look, I don't, as the federal government, I don't, what right do I have to go and do that? And so, you know, that's a major conflict that happens and what happens in the, in the Civil War, and then the 13th and 14th Amendments. As a matter of fact, it's important to note that Joseph Smith ran for president, and his Two of the main things on his uh, platform and what he was running on was to free the slaves and to reduce the power of the states' rights doctrine, that the states shouldn't be able to just do whatever the heck they want, because he had experienced it firsthand. As a minority group, he'd experienced it, okay? And, and so it's interesting to note that that's exactly what the Civil War brings about. The Civil War happens... And then these two things come to pass through the 13th and 14th Amendments. And there are people who think that, you know, politics as they are in the United States government, I don't want to go too far down this path, but that maybe that went too far and now this pendulum has swung too far and the federal government has too much power in the United States. Maybe that's true. But for sure, it was too far the other way in the mid-1800s. The states could do whatever they want. How do we know that? Because as, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we should know that by reading our own history. We should know about reading American history and reading about slavery. Absolutely. But, man, we don't even have to leave our own, our own little sphere. Read the history of our ancestors, of our predecessors, of our pioneers. That's why they left the United States and came to Mexico in Utah. So to, is to get out of, because the state's right doctrine was out of, was out of control in fact, Joseph Smith said something along the lines that the state's right doctrine was a, a carcass, a dead carcass that um, was a stink unto God, something like that. And so, as part of this process, though, the Lord says, use every means possible. Go to judges, go all the way up to the president. And so they do that. And so section 123 lays kind of that out a little bit more. They put these things together. Um, and then near the end of section 123, the Lord says, there are many among the earth, among all sects, parties, and denominations who are blinded by the subtle craftiness of men, wherein they lie in wait to deceive, who are only kept from the truth because they know not where to find it. How are they going to find it? They're going to find it, as we learned in previously in section 123, by putting these things together, by showing them our hardships that we went through and then the faith that we endured them with. And so we're going to connect the enduring faith that the Lord said in section 121, if thou endure it well, and those who endure valiantly for the gospel of Jesus Christ, they have the power of the priesthood, they have the power of God. To, and one of the things that that power of God will do is shine forth through us to let the people who don't know where to find the truth only because they don't know where to, find, to look, they'll be able to know where to look because they'll see us Enduring our persecutions, enduring our hardships, enduring our trials. Alma chapter 17, Ammon and his brother and the sons of Mosiah, they go out to teach the Lamanites. And their, their hearts are depressed and they're going to turn back. And then the voice of the Lord comes to them and says, Peace be unto you, basically. If you endure your trials well, I will show forth your example unto them. But it's about enduring those trials well. It's about... Having hardships and being an example to people and people will say, hmm, how does that guy do that? How does he go through these hard things with such a smile and an optimistic outlook? 
How does she endure these things so well? And the answer is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the atonement of Christ, and we can point them in that direction. And even though that seems like a small thing, the Lord says, look, it's not small because you, sh- you turn a ship with a tiny little helm and by turning, that's that tiny little thing that turns it. Therefore, dearly beloved brethren, let us cheerfully do all things that lie in our power. And then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed. Again, this is March 1839. He's still in prison. The saints are still being persecuted. And he says, what? Let's do what we can and do it cheerfully. And then we'll stand back and and let God take control. And he had a renewed ability to say this, renewed faith. Because he had endured well, he was given an increased faith and increased knowledge. The Lord said to him in section 121, Stick your, they're, they're sticking their puny little arm in the Missouri River. They can't turn it. I'm God. I'm in control. So now in section 123, the prophet's just reiterating that. God is in control. Let's do what we can and do it cheerfully and leave it up to him. And what better advice can we have now in our day, in your life? Listen to that advice and t- tell me it doesn't apply to anything that you're going through. Thanks for listening. Best of luck in your studies. Talk to you soon.